Because my grandfather was a pastor, my grandparents often had people over for dinner, friends and neighbors, congregants, random missionaries, the district superintendent, you name it. If they were hungry, they were welcome. And my grandmother was an amazing cook. Friends, she could make a mean chicken fried steak and the best homemade pies you have ever put into your mouth. In fact, the food was so good that it was common for guests to go back for seconds and thirds and fourths. And because my family wanted to make sure that these guests always had enough to eat, family legend has it that my grandparents came up with a code for these meals. If my grandmother saw that the sideboard was getting bare, she would go into the kitchen for reinforcements and then come out and whisper one of two things to the family very discreetly so the guests couldn't hear or see. She either said M-I-K or F-H-B. M-I-K meant more in kitchen. So the family knew they could go and get that extra dinner roll or that extra piece of chicken and the guests would have plenty to eat. On the other hand, F-H-B meant family hold back. So the family would not go and get any more food to make sure that the guests had enough. I'll never forget the first time um, I took my husband Tripp over to my grandparents' house for dinner and he caught glimpses out of the corner of his eye, you know, of people in my family saying, M-I-K, M-I-K. Uh, after the meal, he took me aside and said, what is this M-I-K thing? Monkey in a knot, marshmallows are king? What is this? I, don't, I can't come up with a, you know, what is M-I-K? Well, I had forgotten to tell him about the code. But uh, friends, the, the reality was in all the years that I ate at my grandmother's table, not one time did she come out and whisper the dreaded FHB? No, a meal at her house meant stuffing yourself to the gills and then hoping that somebody would wheelbarrow you over to a couch to recover. All the way, she would be following you, trying to give you just one more hot roll because, you know, you wouldn't want it to go to waste. Friends, that's what Holy Communion is like. Bishop Will Williman says that if you want to teach somebody about Holy Communion, teach them to cook. Not some skimpy meal warmed up in the microwave, but teach them to cook a meal that really satisfies. Teach them to double the pie recipe and put out the biggest platter of fried chicken and two bowls of mac and cheese. That's what Holy Communion is like. It's a feast of grace. Jesus makes it clear that at his table, it is perpetually, eternally, M-I-K. And isn't that good news? Because frankly, the pervading wisdom of the world seems to be that we are always, always in an FHB situation, that there's not enough of anything to go around. Thus, you've got to make sure that you fight for yours or you might not have enough. You've got to worry about it all the time. I call this the scarcity mentality. And a lot of folks have adopted that. They see the whole world as a place where the glass is always half empty, even when it comes to grace. Even when it comes to grace. And this does terrible things to us, friends, when we buy into the scarcity mentality where we think the whole world is FHB. Some people actually believe that we're all allotted just a certain amount of grace 
at the beginning of our lives and then, you know, you use it up if you make too many mistakes so they figure they've messed up too much. There's not any for them. No soup for you, you know. Then there are others who have bought into that scarcity mentality to such an extent that they withhold grace from their brothers and sisters as if it's like they think they can hoard it for themselves, you know. A lot of times you hear these folks talk about mercy and justice, justice being for others, but mercy always for them. Have you ever known someone who seemed to truly believe that there's only a limited amount of love in this world and that if there's any given to you, there cannot be enough for them? So then they live in this state of envy and jealousy or resentment. Friends, FHB, when it comes to grace, does terrible harm to us. Thanks be to God it doesn't work that way. What would it say about God if God was truly stingy with grace? Oh, Jesus makes it clear that when it comes to grace, God is unbelievably generous that our cup runneth over, that when it comes to grace, when you come to his table to receive it, it's not FHB, it's always MIK. Our text this morning follows one of the most beloved stories in all of Holy Scripture. It comes from the Gospel of John. And it's a story about eating a meal and about abundance. Because in it, Jesus takes a little boy's lunch of a few loaves and fish and multiplies that so many times over by grace that, well, it's a spread then that'll feed 5,000 people. And right there in that miracle... MIK, friends, is made manifest, and yet the people just don't get it. They don't understand. They are so immersed in that scarcity mentality. So finally, Jesus says to them, listen, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Friends, do you hear the word never? Never. Jesus makes it clear that God is not stingy with grace. When it comes to the things that we are truly hungry and thirsty for in this life, love, acceptance, forgiveness, it's always M-I-K. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live with this scarcity mentality. Our cup truly does run over in the presence of the Lord. You know, I, I love these communion Sundays. I look forward to them every month. It is true that our founder, John Wesley, said that we should receive Holy Communion as often as possible because it feeds our spirit, but I also love them because these Sundays remind me of those meals at my grandmother's table. The sideboard groaning under platters of every good thing, more in kitchen because Jesus serves up a meal that's so abundant. It's not just a crumb of bread and a sip of wine. He offers grace so abundant that it will never run out. It's not just a meal, it's a feast, my friends. It's a feast. And you know, sometimes 
little children will come to the rail and they will look up at me with their beautiful faces and they will ask for a really big piece of bread <laughs> or they'll ask for two. And I want you to know that when they do, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that they do that, even though sometimes that makes their parents anxious because it gives me the opportunity to break off that big piece of bread and put it in their little hand and look into their precious face and say yes. Because at this table, there is always more grace. And in fact, that is one of the reasons that we United Methodists invite even the youngest children to the table of the Lord because we want them from their earliest memory to associate this table with love and abundance. We want our children to understand that no matter what the world says, here at Jesus' table, it is always M-I-K. So friends, today I want you to come to the table hungry. Come to the table thirsty, will you? Just lay it all out before Jesus. Tell him how you feel. Don't be afraid to tell him what you need because he is always equal to it. Come and feast. If you don't get enough the first time, come back for more. If that's not enough, we'll go to H-E-B. Because today, today, I want you to come and feast at the Lord's table and know that you have been with him and that you are truly satisfied in your soul. This world is not a place of scarcity. It belongs to the Lord and it is abundant. And grace is always yours through Jesus Christ. When you come to his table today, I pray you listen carefully so you hear him because he will whisper to you, M-I-K. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, how grateful we are that you are a Lord of abundance, that you overflow with mercy and grace that then pours into our lives. Today as we come to your table, Lord, prepare our hearts to receive thankfully and fully so that we may be made whole and go forth into the world to be people of grace. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Friends,